they say that um, when you want to do public speaking, you can open your public speaking with humor. So I'm going to try that this morning. I'll say knock knock, and you say. Yeah. I'll say it's Candice, and you say. Candace. I say Candice, knock knock joke, just not be over. Okay, last one. I say knock knock. I say it's thermos. I say there must be a better knock knock joke. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. <laughs> All right, good morning to you all, those of you here in our auditorium, those of you who are uh, watching us from our two online platforms. Uh, my name is Ariane, and I am going to be touching on a very interesting topic this morning, one from our series in the book of Proverbs. is called Being Teachable, Handling Criticism. Or that's very wrong, Handling Criticism and Being Teachable. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we give you thanks, dear God, because you are all-knowing. Father, you are all-loving. You are the almighty, eternal creator of heaven and earth. Father, you are absolutely necessary for anything we can think, believe, or imagine. And dear God, you are triune. Father God, Son, and Holy Ghost. Father, we bow before you, dear God, this morning, prostrate, recognizing that you are sovereign, recognizing that it is all because of you. You are the first cause. And then, Heavenly Father, as we look to dive into your word this morning, Father, I pray to God that you would open our hearts, that we, the God, will be receptive to hear your spirit's call. I pray to Father that your word will do as you say it will. It will not return void, but it will accomplish that which you've sent it to do. So, Father, as we dive into your word this time, bless it there, Father. Bless it to our hearts, and may everything be done to your honor and to your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We all know what an action is. An action is simply something that we do, something that we carry out. An attitude, on the other hand, is a display of an action wrapped in an emotion and propelled by intent and desire. These actions are repetitive, repeated as often as a specific stimuli is occurred. Attitudes have the ability to depict who a person is at heart. Most of the time showcased in a gut reaction to a situation, while at other times a more measured and calculated response to some situation. Showing the birth and infancy of hopefully what is a desired attitude. And when I say desired, I mean desired by our God, of course. Because you see, attitudes can either be of God or not of God. And this is why it is absolutely important to inform your thoughts with the word. Which in turn informs your decisions, which in turn dictates your actions, which after repetition forms your attitudes and mindsets. So at its most basic understanding, what is criticism? Handling criticism is something that we do. At its most basic understanding, what is being teachable? Being teachable is an attitude that we cultivate and that we nurture. 
I'm sure that you would all agree with me that babies are adorable, right? I mean, everybody knows, thinks that babies are adorable. But at some point in time, it becomes not so adorable when that cup is thrown on the floor full of drink. And what do we do as parents? We seek to correct this undesired behavior. With rewards and punishment, we attempt to correct our children's actions. And as they grow, we start to reason with them so as to inform their thoughts. Our Heavenly Father is the same. His word desires to influence us and aid in the transformation of our minds because God knows this will lead to us making decisions that will please him. God's word, is the book, God's word in the book of Proverbs gives an excellent assist in influencing our behavior as behavior is knitted into attitude. Consider the very purpose of the book as we analyze verses 1 to 3 and 4 and verse 6 in chapter 1. Verse 1 reads, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction. That's verse 2. Verse 3, for receiving instruction in prudence and behavior, sorry, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, for giving prudence to those who are simple, that's verse 4, and verse 6, for understanding proverbs and parables. Further on in chapter 8, verse 4 and 5, wisdom herself says, to you, O people, I call out, I raise my voice in to all mankind, you who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. She continues in verse 32 and 35. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting, for my door, waiting at my doorway, for those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. Wouldn't you like to find life and favor from the Lord? Wouldn't you like to be wise, prudent, understand proverbs and parables? I mean, if that's not a perfect example of no burner, I just don't know what is. Of course we do. Raise your hand if you think you're wise. All right, raise your hand if you would like to gain wisdom. Okay, now, if you didn't raise your hand to indicate your desire to gain wisdom, consider Jesus' remarks. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus responds to his disciples who are having difficulty grasping what he's saying to them. Reading from the King James Version, it says, And Jesus said, are ye also yet without understanding? The use of the word yet suggests Jesus at the most had an expectation that they would understand and at the least suggests his disappointment with them because they did not understand. The word says in James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. It will be given to you. Another one of our Lord's remarks, 
Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, and ye therefore, and be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Have you ever felt as though you were in the midst of wolves? Hmm. Maybe at work? What is, what is one of our weapons that we can use against their attacks? Wisdom. The book of Proverbs helps to get us thinking more and more in the ways God desires us to. Remember I said before, it is absolutely important to inform our thoughts with the word because the word of God informs our decisions and our decisions dictate our actions and our repeated action mold our attitudes and fashion our mindsets. The book of Proverbs helps us to cultivate a teachable attitude, which in turn develops our ability to handle criticism correctly. Proverbs 15:5. A fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. 31 and 32. Whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. Those who disregard, dis, disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Proverbs 18.15, the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. Let's take a close look at how these three scriptures are crafted. You will notice on the slide, the first two scriptures depict both desired and undesired behavior along with their outcomes while the third focuses on a condition of the heart, a desired attitude and the means by which to develop that attitude. Here are the same three scriptures again, but with different words highlighted. The green highlights words equated to knowledge, the words discipline and correction. As they are used, are, as they are used allow the correlation between the first two verses and the third. Now, if, it were, if we were to add that common factor, knowledge, to the first two verses without changing the meaning that they convey, of course, they could read something like this. Parents use knowledge to discipline. It would be foolish to spurn it. Whoever heeds correction accepts knowledge and they are prudent. It is wise to accept knowledge that conveys life-giving information. What is this knowledge? What, this correction, what is this discipline? How are they all connected to Proverbs 18.15? Yes, the third verse that we talked about. This knowledge that equates to discipline and correction is doctrinal in nature. In short, any expression of who God is and his will expressed within his word. Our response to doctrine is, first, trust it, Proverbs 3, verse 5. Secondly, obey, John 14, 15. Third, enjoy every moment of that of our obedience, Psalms 37, 4. 
Before we go any further into this message, uh, let's reinforce the link to our subject, handling criticism, being teachable. Uh, let's use these two questions. They'll, they'll make that link for us. How do we acquire knowledge? And how do we respond to criticism? We'll touch on these questions later during the message and tie everything up in a nice little bowl. But for now, let's carry on with our look at criticism. Wouldn't you say criticism handles a lot of criticism? I mean, uh, does criticism not attract criticism? Do not judge or you too will be judged. Sounds familiar? For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Matthew 7, 1 and 2. Criticism is seldom seen as the good guy. I dare say criticism is never seen as the good guy. Our culture spurns it. It pushes criticism far, far, far away. It's just not to be done. But did our culture get it right? Dictionary.com describes criticism as one, the act of passing judgment as to the merits of anything, and two, the act of passing severe judgment, censure, fault finding. Now, do the following scriptures seem even remotely close to the definitions we just heard? Hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. 1 Corinthians 5 5. 1 Corinthians 5.13, expel the wicked person from among you. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. One of, the, one of those times is a time to make critical decisions and carry them out in love. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their ways will save them from death and, come and cover over a multitude of sins. James 5, 19 and 20. Criticism based in truth can save a sinner from death. And not just save a sinner but bring cover over a multitude of sin. Criticism enables this to happen, but we must be careful because criticism can either be truth, a lie, or a mixture of the two. How do we respond to knowledge? What did we read earlier? Proverbs 18, 15 says, we acquire knowledge. We seek it out. So, here are two questions again. How do we acquire knowledge and how do we respond to criticism? The link is made when we recognize both questions have the same answer. Yes. The question, how do we acquire knowledge, orders the same answer as the question, how do we respond to criticism? <laughs> I'm going to hold you in suspense for a little while longer because up until now, we have not paid very much attention to the word discerning. The word discerning within the context represents a person. This word describes the attitude of a mature believer. Mature believers do what? They seek out knowledge. Hebrews 5.14 says, 
but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. On the screen, you will see the three different colors highlighting three correlations between two scriptures, effectively relating the two, showing that they do indeed correlate with each other. You have that hot pink uh, or future pink, the word discerning, yep, which equates to the word distinguish, and so on with the blue and the green. So here we are, finally, at this answer to our questions that followed us through this message today for the purpose of keeping us connected to our topic, handling criticism and being teachable. How do we acquire knowledge? Be seeking after it. Allow me to use verse 20 and 21 of chapter 1 in Proverbs as the NIV version paints a vivid picture of who, of where we look for wisdom. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in a public square. On top of the wall, she carries out, she cries out. At the city gates, she makes her speech. 1 John 4, 1 says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So we are clear. We are clear that we have to be open to learning. As wisdom's classroom is not convened at any specific place, nor tutored by a specific person. Do you think the disciples were scratching their heads when Jesus made this announcement? Truly, I tell you, I have found no one, I haven't found, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Big teaching moment for teaching what faith was about. But were the disciples in a place to really understand it, to be really taught? They were saying probably a non-Jew? Seriously, Jesus? Well, we can't say for sure, but probably they weren't in the right place to be taught. We must do like the Berean Jews in Acts 17:11, who didn't take Jesus, who didn't take Paul at his word but check the scriptures to make sure that what Paul was saying was indeed true. Now, there will be some people who will not criticize in love. What is our response then? Jesus said to his disciples, said to his brothers in John 7, 7, the world cannot hate you. But it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. Put all that negative energy where it belongs. Don't take it on. Don't accept it as yours. Don't own it. Because as long as you remain teachable, all that animosity, all that anger, that disappointment, all of it that you feel coming at you, that you hear coming at you, is not meant for you. You are just an ambassador of God, an imitator of Christ. We are not the source of what we propel. We are not the source of what we preach. So don't allow yourselves 
to be burdened by the words of others. Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Hallelujah. Psalm 68, 19. There is a silver lining around this cloud of loveless criticism. When the enemy sees you not just standing under his temptation, but using the opportunity to win minds and souls to Christ, he'll use criticism as his strategy less and less. And other strategies more and more because he wants to get us. The best way to handle criticism is to be open to learning, open to acquiring knowledge. The best way to handle criticism is to cultivate and nurture a teachable attitude. Always be prepared to learn. Always be prepared to accept a rebuke. A rebuke impresses a discerning person more than a hundred lashes of food. Proverbs, 1, Proverbs 17, verse 10. As you mature, you will find that you start to invite criticism into your space and onto your thoughts and actions. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We are at war. We are in a battle for our very souls. People are losing their eternity with God because at some point in time, they did not militantly deal with the sin in their lives. They were not critical with their analysis of their actions and their attitudes. As the band comes, let's wrap up our message today on handling criticism and being teachable. Let's ask ourselves some questions. And this first question, we're going to fairly big on it. We're going to go ballpark. Can someone, can anyone tell me anything? Can they tell me anything and I not get defensive or suspicious or turned off or, unco or uncooperative? Now let's narrow this right down. How about correction and discipline? Are you open to being corrected by a child? Must the person correcting you be a, be a certain age or dress a certain way? How many of you would say that you're easy to teach? Think about it. Commit it to memory and use these questions as a check and balance when you come into a teachable moment. Being teachable is not far from being reasonable. Being open to at least listen and not pretend to listen, but listen and test. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with content, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 and 22. Being teachable is the attitude on which we handle criticism. Let's strive to enhance it. I want to leave this proverb with you as I go. It's found in chapter 28, verse 23. Whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favor rather than one 
who has a flat rim.